Hey, what's up? This is Mark Lopes from Metal Church and Ross the Boss Band. And you are listening, watching CMS TV. And all you people out there, keep it fucking metal. And we are back. And I just want to say about that one, I played that one on purpose because I had an email or a message today on um, Facebook from um, from a listener. Um, I, and forgive me for not remembering who, but um, I, I had a listener? an email. A listener, exactly. Not you, Eric. Another listener that hit me up. Hey? Like, yeah, exactly. They hit me up and they were like, Hey, I, I want to buy an autographed copy of the book. Where can I get it? And um, unfortunately, I don't have I don't have any. I sold them out. I put them up. Um, I put them up like three, four months ago. I put up about 30 copies of books that I had and they are gone. They have officially left the building. So I do not have any right now to I guess I could order more, but no. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just say it the way it is. It's a pain in the ass for me to to package them up. And you know what? If you want the books, you're just going to have to get them on autograph. And then you'll just have to find me at a show or something. And I'll sign them there. I'll sign them for free. <laughs> but there you go. So that's, that's maybe on a cruise on day. Yeah, maybe. Maybe on that 10 million pounds of metal or whatever. Perfect cruise for me. So that'd be kind of cool if you and me were brought on to like, uh, you know, host a cruise yeah that would be fun i would I'd, I'd love to do that. i'd love to do it with you i don't know that i would love to do it see i i could get away with it where you would have to be dodging everybody all the time people would just say hey look there's the fat guy and that'd be it nobody would recognize me from anything so i would be fine with that so bro like literally like exploder could go and be there for part of the time <laughs> or something yeah exploder could be causing trouble on the beach in Nassau or wherever the fuck you go. So, mm-hmm. all right, let's get into the, this topic came up last week. Uh, and you watched last week's show, so you saw it, but I'm going to play it again for people. This okay. Ace Freely thing. You saw right. this, right? <laughs> I John, did, I was... tr- John tried to answer the question of how the fuck could this happen? He, I, to my, to my satisfaction, it was not answered. You know, I want to, I, I, let me play the clip and then me and you will talk about it. You as a guitar player could certainly talk a whole lot more sense than I could last week. So here All it right. is. Let me pull this up here. What is this? Derek Sherinian. There we go. So this is the clip of last week, Ace Freely playing Detroit Rock City. <laughs> You saw it. I saw it. Has this ever happened to you? 
Um, where everybody sounds like they're all out of tune a little bit. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know. I mean, certainly I've I've had tuning issues and blunders, and you know, I'm by no means a perfect performance record guy in my life, you know. But that was pretty gnarly hearing that. Well, gnarly. I, I must have got so many emails and and messages about this thirty second clip. People people were saying everything from they were in tune, but ace fell off the frets the way so like he he slid down or up on the frets or something and yeah. he was he was Half in the wrong up. place uh i got emails that said he's clearly on the junk i got stuff saying he was drunk out of his mind i got stuff saying that he was in tune and the other guys were out of tune i literally got every combination mm-hmm. of it being fucked up it could possibly be so i wanted to ask you Someone that's in a band, someone that gets up and plays well-known solos. Yeah, the round and round solo, well-known solo. Uh, You're in love, well-known solo. Way cool junior. You know, these are well-known. Mm-hmm. How could this happen on songs? You know, Ace Frehley has played Detroit Rock City probably every gig of his life. 5,000 gigs. How does this happen? Uh, I don't know. I, you know, I, I think we tried to ask Scott that because we just saw Scott and he was at that show. Okay, but I didn't. I wasn't able to like figure it out. Like he started giving an explanation for a totally different time that there was a problem with okay. the performance. And I, I didn't want to push it. You know what I mean? Right. It seemed like they've just moved forward. You know what I mean? That there's mm-hmm. times where. You know, maybe Ace has a bad day, but there's times where he has a great day. And I mean, he's and he's getting up there. I mean, these are some of the last years to see these guys doing rock shows. You know what I mean? So, I mean, well, I'm not saying don't go. I, I don't I'm have. Just, I'm just right. asking the question of. And I'm not even trying to ask if it's common. I'm just trying to mm. ask, does it happen? Does it happen oh. where you can't hear your monitors say and you're two frets too low on your guitar and you're playing clunky like this that that is yes i'll say like certainly if you i could walk like five feet to the right i'm i'm generally on stage left i could walk five or ten feet to the right not hear my guitar at all anymore you know what i mean so if i'm like going center stage to do a lead it's possible that i'm not going to hear it perfect or at all um there's points like that round and round lead where johnny and i are supposed to come up to the center together to play the harmony mm-hmm. lead and there's times where he if he left his spot he wouldn't be able to hear it all so he couldn't um this show i think i ran the gamut of everything your people said you know it almost sounded okay. like ace was playing it right and the bass was sticking out to me as kind of being wrong but Maybe Ace was just like a whole step off and then the other guitarist couldn't tell exactly what Ace was doing wrong. So at one point he tries to switch his thing up a half step and realizes that ain't it. And then he goes back down to the other. But when he goes back down, that's when the whole song does modulate. So it started. It was funny, though, because it looked like a shreds video because because you got to give kudos to the one guitarist because he was up there just like, hey, man. 
Sounds great to me. <laughs> right. He was definitely I mean, playing that's, the that's game. That's a pro. He's a pro. Sure. Well, and these guys yeah, are I mean, pros. It's, it's I mean, that's, they're they're definitely mm-hmm. professional guys. I mean, obviously Coogan yeah. is a straight up pro. And isn't it Ryan Ryan um Ryan Clark is, is the, the bass player? B- bass player and he was in Hair of the Dog back in the day. And um I'm not sure, sure. who the other guitar player is, but you know, I I know that I know that collectively those three guys were in that the residency or whatever it's called that that is Gene Simmons's backing band too, right? Correct. It was Gene's so, band and Gene actually approached Ace and said, "Hey, you should be using my guys." Yeah. And that's how Scott wasn't I don't think playing with them anymore or the or the Chris Wise. I mean, a lot of those guys moved on to better gigs like uh Chris Weiss, who had been in the cult and bands like that, right. he's now playing in that Hollywood Vampires gig. Right, right, right. Which is pretty high profile. You know, they're playing amazing mm-hmm. shows. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I'm, I'm going to play this clip one more time. Because to me, <laughs> and, and again, I'm, I'm, I'm saying okay. it for, for me, it sounds like they're all three out of tune. And it sounds it like does. they're clank- it, it sounds like they're clanking around because none of them recognizes what the other one is doing. That's what I took away from this. So let's let's play it one more time, and then you know you you um you tell me if that's indeed the case here. Here we go. Put it on the screen. <laughs> Are they all out of tune? Definitely the other guitarist, his guitar sounds a little out of tune to me. Um, And I don't know, maybe it's the way the bass player was like fingering the notes maybe. And he was like a little out of tune perhaps. Um, I did get out of him that the whole band tunes like a whole step down. Right. That I did hear. Sure. Um, But definitely, and I hate saying any of this stuff because it sucks because I'm a performer and I don't want to. Well, sure. Well, I'm not trying. I'm not story. trying to get you to shit on anybody. I'm just right. I'm just trying here. I mean, here's where the question comes from. Just so, just to put total clarity on the on the line, I must have got 25 messages from people claiming that they were at this show. Okay. And those people all said it sounded fine, except for this moment. Sure. Like right. they like they were playing well. And they just got lost amongst the three of them. And and my yeah. question is, as a musician, is that is that does that happen? It can it can happen. Um, you know, most recently, uh, I think Matt had some some issue where we went out to play a song and his bass string was like way out. But I think with his earplugs, he didn't hear it. Okay, and. Uh, that was like a whole song like that. So we're like, Hey, Nigel, hey, tune that. 
see right. that thing up, you know. And, and we got it. You know, it does happen. It's it's a live show, so they are real guitars. Right. Uh, sometimes we obviously we got to change the strings if you're on tour. Mm-hmm. Um, like I just did four shows, and my drop D guitar I didn't change the strings on because we only play like three songs a night with that one. So that one i used for all four shows the other one i did i think one last show on the strings that were on it and then i changed the strings and did the next three shows but there's these when you do a string change it requires a lot of stretching and sometimes you don't have the time for it sure uh you got the gig and and you could be a little off the guitar could get a little off out of tune that those were they're playing less pauls they don't have like a locking system on them okay um i used to when i played a les paul i used to struggle with the tuning i was having to like tune that guitar especially playing the rat songs on them i felt like i had to tune that guitar every couple songs right um now i, I use those charvels they have the locking system and i spend hours getting that shit straight but when, it usually stays pretty good for the whole show I've, i right. haven't had to like tune my guitar during the shows in, a, in some time now but right. these guys are using the les pauls they're tuned down pretty far so the guitar is already not at the correct tension Mm-hmm. that it should probably be that's going to add to it a little bit you have other factors the room with the temperature in there so yeah, i think it sounds- I, I was going to ask you what about the heat yeah it does man like you know uh heat cold they all make the neck do weird stuff and uh it can it can happen everybody could get a little off it might have been time to tune right. up but that sounds about right that you know this was just one unfortunate section that's that ended up being a legendary train wreck. Yeah. And you can thank Derek Sherinian for putting it out there because <laughs> he put it out there and man, he took a bunch of heat for putting it out there because, you know, Ace has some, the kiss army is not, is not very forgiving. That's for sure. So mm-hmm. he was taking, he was taking much shit from lots of fans. I saw your buddy, Alex Grassi took a punch at him, not a punch punch, but a, a verbal punch at him about, dude, it's just rock and roll, man. You know, yeah. and you know, it's like, Ugh. my my only answer to that is, man, if I paid seventy five, eighty five, a hundred dollars to see Ace, and I got that on one of the songs that clearly you paid to see, you know, you go see you go see Ace freely. You want to see Detroit Rock City, you want to see Rip It Out, and you want to see New York Groove. You know, there's just certain yeah. songs that you're that are part of the reason you're paying. Nobody's paying because they want to hear that new song from the um, Ace Freely Space Invader record. You know, they want to hear the Kiss tunes, and and man, to blow. I mean, and even that song, that song, I don't know where it was in the set, but it either opened or closed. It's Detroit Rock City. They're not playing that four songs in, right? That's I have no idea, man. To be honest, well, I mean, we've played it, shows with Ace, and they were they, with, it was with the old lineup with with Chris Weiss and yeah. uh, and Coogan, and and they were always really awesome and cool. And I've mm-hmm. I haven't even seen this lineup play live to give my okay. you know it's, I'm not going to base my judgment of the band off this one no, train wreck no, no, video no, one night. You know, what no, I mean? and I don't think anybody should. I'm, I mean, if you like, bottom line is, if you like Ace, you better go see him because he's what 135 years old. You, you know, he's not going to have too many more years of doing it, like you said at the beginning. Yeah, 
or Steven for that matter. It's like, yeah, it gets to the point where there it's really the things a giant meet and greet. Anyway, if you think about mm-hmm. it, it's, it's like the final lap meet and greet of you're going to come out. And as an added bonus, the band's going to play and Ace is going to do his best to do the songs sure. for a 77 year old guy or, you know, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's got to he be. He's, he's got to be near there, that. Man. I don't know how old he is. He's got. Let's see how old is he. He looks great, though, man. He looks thin. Uh, whatever he's got going on up here, the, the hair thing looks good. Yeah. Yeah, he looks. So. He looks. I mean, he looks like he's he's he hasn't fallen apart. No, that's for sure. No, you know, none of those Kiss guys really fell apart. They're all in pretty decent shape. He's seventy-two. Oh. Okay. So, you know, but still. How many yeah. of your grandfathers are out there still playing? <laughs> you know, an hour no, and my grandparents did not live that long, let yeah. alone let alone uh, playing rock concerts. So. That's right. I think my grandfather died at seventy four, so you know he's. It's not like he was going to be out there rocking. You know, he was rocking a chair. That's what he was rocking. You know. Yeah, I, I think people. Not that not to say people should lower their expectations or anything when they go to see these really old guys, but you can't like hold them in the same regard as you did back in their heyday, you know, everybody. See, I'm a little bit yes and no on that. I agree with you that I think holding them to that standard is ridiculous because you're not going to get that. That yeah. being said, if they're charging more than they used to charge in the day, mm-hmm. I think you should hold them to a standard of something at least, right. you know, and it should be better than that admittedly that that we just saw was only 30 seconds of a 90 minute concert so you know in the grand scope if that's all it was and then they found their tuning and played through which is what a lot of people emailed me this week and said happened then okay fair enough but man again if you dropped a hundred bucks and you know a lot of people are hurting right now financially Mm -hmm. if this was the only show you could see all year and ace played four songs sounding like that you'd be like what the hell well, I'll tell you this. I, I bet there's a lot of guys that are over 50 that have done got to a point in their life where they have money and to spend $500, yeah. get a ticket to the show, get to actually get a photo with Ace, mm-hmm. get some signed shit, swag with it and stuff. They would yeah. totally do that. And they yeah, do. But would they, but would they be disappointed if they caught that kind of nonsense? No. You don't, I think, don't so? think so? No, I think they're just excited to, to, you know, be there. I mean, if the whole show was a disaster and Ace wasn't, you know, falling mm-hmm. all over the place and they didn't get a show, mm-hmm. um, that would be lame. But I think he's always apparently delivered pretty much a, yeah. at least an okay gig, a couple yeah. of hiccups maybe. And I mean, the proof is in the pudding with the other bands too. Like Wasp was out there on tour. I mean, they were down to playing nine songs at some of those shows for, mm-hmm. for you know, you know, some of those people were paying a few, like five, eight hundred dollars with the meet and greets and stuff. And they did were you guys n- talk? Go ahead. Do oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, I was I was going to say that. Uh, did you guys talk about Wasp canceling their tour? No, we did not yet. We we didn't talk about it last week. We can talk about it certainly, but you know, and, and but it, and and that that kind of plays right off of this. Blackie was out. He gave a show, but it was. It was him sitting, you know, those last few gigs in the in the European market. He did them. He reworked that stupid mic stand into a chair. Mm, like an actual sat. motorcycle seat? Yeah, and he sat. Okay. 
he sat and played the gigs, which, all right, I guess that's okay, I guess. But, but yeah, mm-hmm. when it came down to the, the U.S., was it the U.S. tour he canceled, 2024 yeah. tour? Yeah, he's he's not going to play it because his back's too fucked up. And, yeah. you know, I mean, another guy, he's probably in his 70s, close to. If not, he's in his 70s, and it's like, dude, he just doesn't have it anymore. You know, and even that tour, he's playing to tracks, he's singing over tracks. That's never good, <laughs> you know. You know, let me ask you about that too. And I do not, and, and I'm going to stress this overly, stress this to you, because I do not want to cause you any problems on the road. Sure. But have you, in the last year, played shows with any bands, and do not mention who, that are using tracks? Yes. Do they do they acknowledge it to their fans or do they pretend it ain't happening? Um, you know, I couldn't tell you if 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 um the band I'm talking about acknowledges it publicly. Um, but certainly anyone that's at the sound checks can, you know, hear these things happening. And, right. and they're not as bad as uh I remember Wasp being. I remember Wasp uh has everybody vacate the whole place. He's right. like the extreme other way where he really wants to keep the mystique right there about it. And he really just wants to put on a good show black mm-hmm. at the end of the day. But, um, you know, they, I always, you know, this has been going on for over 25 years, probably. Right, sure. Mm-hmm. And I think that's been going on with kiss. Oh uh, yeah. I too. think so. A lot mm-hmm. of these nostalgic bands have been doing other things to kind of keep the show yeah. as good as they can, they can get it. So they can charge that money. and <laughs> I'm only going to put this up so that you can deny it. Okay. <laughs> Definitely not us. I was going to say, Steven puts it out there. Whatever, whatever he's doing that day, that's what you're getting that day. I that's know right. that to be true. You know, if Steven was playing the tracks, he had some bad tracks for a lot of shows that weren't, that weren't his best. The newest one was Cardi B. Did you see Cardi B? I did see where they threw something at her. She threw the microphone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the music and kept got... going. Yep. <laughs> That's lame because in the pop world, that woman gets a lot of airplay. Oh, she's yeah. Tons. All over the radio and has been for some time. And to know that she's a, a total phony like that mm-hmm. bums me out. Well, let me ask this, dude, because I think we might be on different ends of the spectrum here. I have said on CMS a ton, and I get flack every time, so I'll just prepare to get shit on again right now. I'm okay with tracks. If a band, I would rather see a good show Mm -hmm. than a bad show, but true, but true performance. I don't want to see a bad, you know, I'll use ACDC as an easy one. There's okay. times that, that Brian Johnson sounds terrible. There's just times that he doesn't sound good. He's gotten older doing that, that, that voice yeah. for 40 fucking years or however long he's been doing it. It's, you know, it's, it's worn out. That being said, if they were using tracks, I'd be fine with it because I'm, I'm there to see the show. I'm there to see the bigness of the show. And, I don't want to hear back in black. I hit the sack. 
I went to run. I get to be back. I don't want to hear that. I, I just don't. I, if I'm paying for that money, that money, I want to see the bigness of the show. I want it to sound good. I want to see the explosions. I want to see the blow up Rosie in the back. You know, I want the epicness of it. And I, I personally will accept that. I'm fine with it. I'm not fine with wasps charging me $150 to do a club show and then doing backing tracks on top of it. And I know that's kind of me talking out both sides of my mouth, but, you know, it's a club show. So I think you should give me a club show, dirty, sweaty vibe. You see what I'm saying? Right. But I'm okay. Like Kiss, I'd be fine. A, I'm not a huge Kiss fan, but um, but I would be okay with Kiss because I don't want... Kiss is a show. Kiss is not Kiss is not so much a concert as a show. Kiss is every bit as much about the risers that go 100 feet in the air and the flames and the spitting blood and the swords and all that other shit, right? And smashing the guitars. Right. If they got to put tracks on Paul Stanley so that it's so that it's tolerable, I'm okay with it. Yes, where 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 are you? Well, I disagree because I, okay. I think singers should be able to change the way they sing it. Like there's, okay. they should take certain steps so that we've seen like uh, tuning down. You know, tune right. down if it's a little easier for you. Um, that that's the first thing that comes to mind. Um, also, just changing the melody lines around a little. You know, talk to you could you could you know Stephen does that on some stuff. If he can't hit the note, he's found ways to like give a little swagger and kind of hunter 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 you know right (laughs) (laughs) talk his way through it where it's still cool like i mean you have to know as a singer your limits if you're not you have to have like alternate things you're gonna do if you don't think you're gonna be able to like hit the notes that night maybe you have a a alternate melody line you could do that's not so harsh on you right um or just repeat the lower one and don't go to the high version of it at the last chorus i don't know just yeah, little things. Well, and, and I agree with you if they do that, but a lot of these bands don't. That's right. wherein lies the problem. Like a Kiss. Kiss still plays, I think, I mean, for the most part, they still play in the same key that they wrote the songs. Maybe I, a I half also, step down, but not not way down. I'd also like to add that it, like the iconic people should always have backup singers helping them along. You think? Uh, okay. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and that's kind of always been that way, especially yeah. the, the old live TV performances in the 50s and 60s. Like, they always had, like, 10 people right. on the stage helping sing right. and uh, making the choruses sound great. But uh, we're stoked right now because, I mean, you know, Johnny sings, uh, Coogan sings, I sing backup. So he's got at least three people, and we're, we're working to improve on that, too. Sure. So people well, let, expect let, that to get better. Is it okay? And I'll use Steven as a direct example here. Or no, I won't, because I do not want to do that. Let me use a different example. I do I don't want to cause any piercing problems. <laughs> let me use a different example. Okay. Sounds good. Is it okay if I'll use Dokken as an example? So Don, one thousand percent, and he knows this too, so it's not like I'm shitting on him. He can't hit those high notes anymore. He can't, he, you know, he, he's just not going to those notes anymore. Is it acceptable if instead of him doing those notes, when you come to the, into the fire, to that mm-hmm. part, 
if the bass player sings it or the guitar player sings it? Is that acceptable? Is that more acceptable than just a track hitting the note? I do. I, I, and, you know, I know we were going to skip talking about us, but we, we do that a little bit. I think, uh, okay. like, the, for example, uh, the beginning of Wanted Man, yeah. like, I think on the recording, Pierce, he's like, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like way up there, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, Scott, I, I hear Scotty do it sometimes when we come out okay. and play. But you hear it. You know, you hear it coming out. He's good for that. He has a good high range, Scott. So right. he does hit some of that stuff that maybe those notes that haven't been done <laughs> in over a decade or two. Well, but but they're iconic. You know, as, as weird as yeah. this sounds, that one little note... You know, everything about anything about popular music is nuance. It's the little tiny dude. How often have you seen a show where there's a replacement guitar player and he plays it like 95% note for note, but then he plays one little tiny part, maybe two bars he plays his own way. And immediately right. online, you'd be like, this guy fucking sucks. He can't play. <laughs> he can't play the way George Lynch played it. You know, it's like, dude, yeah. he's not George Lynch. You know, he, he learned it a different way. You or know? there's some guitar players that are really good and they just refuse to do it the exact same way, including mm. the, the guy himself, you know, yeah. might, might change it up a little bit. Uh, you know, we, we've talked about Warren Martini. He uh, always does great stuff. But he, He's a, a great player, and he can do things a little different. I guess it's allowed if it's him. You know, right. if you're watching a cover band do it, you would expect definitely for the guy to nail the solo exactly the way. It well, goes. sure, mm-hmm. but I I do think that I think, and I mean I've seen it with you personally. You know, you don't always play no. You play most of the track. I mean, I've seen you play. You play mm-hmm. most of the tracks pretty damn close, but there's a couple of tunes that I think you kind of. Either and I don't know why. Maybe it's just easier, or maybe it's you know it it leads because you play the riff different. Maybe you play the lead so that your hands end up in a different spot when you go back to the riff. I don't know why. I'm not a guitar sure. player, but but I know when you do do that, all the all the dickheads on YouTube are instantly like, "See, this is why we need a rat reunion with Warren because this guy can't play the songs." Right. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't uh, I don't scour YouTube looking at comments, <laughs> to be honest. Uh, and there's no matter what performance there is out there, there's going to be people that say shitty things. Mm-hmm, yeah. And there's going to be people that just don't like you or me. Mm-hmm. And I don't really care about those ones. I, I care about the people that do like me and I, I, yeah. I show up for them. And they're excited to see us play. I'm never going to please everybody. And I've, I've sure. let that go a long time ago. And I've actually become so much better than I ever was. I um, I don't know if you could pull this up today. But I'm, on my Facebook, I, I posted a picture of me uh, at 15 years old playing my first it. guitar. I'll find it. And, uh, you know, I, I, I almost get choked up seeing it, you know, because I've come so far since then right i mean it's just a goofy you could tell i was a a little dork let's uh, stop that i can pull it right up here give me one second (laughs) share screen and then we got uh what is this facebook 
And so, anyways, I know young I know Eric. How far I'm in. Yeah, look at that guy with all the hair and stuff. <laughs> Got like the Eddie Van Halen hairdo, kind of. Do you still have that amp? No, I don't know what happened to that. People were asking me. I've determined it was a crate G60. Okay. Amp, little combo amp, and then I had a right. Fender Strat. Was my first electric that I bought. Those might be LA Gear high tops. <laughs> Jordache stonewash jeans. <laughs> yeah, those are definitely the acid wash black jeans. Are kind of, those are kind of all right. What's that is shirt? a that's a Slayer shirt. Is a Slayer shirt okay? That's a Slayer South of Heaven shirt. Nice. The root of all evil. One you've probably seen. It's got like a really scary looking demon guy on it. Right. Um, and I thought that shirt was really fucking cool back then. <laughs> I don't know. Where's your mom yelling at you for making all that noise in her house? <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, they they thought it was cute that I, you know, play, but they were not wanting me to, like, go right. try to be a rock guy, which it was a pretty crazy aspiration. I mean, when you look at me here, oh, I can sure. understand why my I specifically remember my dad saying to me, if you try to do that, you're going to be living under a bridge. <laughs> and I was like, I was kind of hurt that he didn't, you know, believe in me at the time as much sure. as I believed in myself who could hardly play that guitar back then. I, mean, I was still right. just learning. But uh, I didn't end up living under a bridge. I'm perhaps oh, happy to report. I live. Well, I did. I mean, look. Yeah. Did you did you luck into and, and I say and I say the word luck on purpose. Did you luck into one of these bands that had the mega hit, the I remember you, or the more than words or whatever? No. But have you made a career right. playing music? Yes. How many people can say Correct. that? How many people can say that? Not many true i would like that though i mean i i that is an aspiration of mine i've i've made some cool songs with steve and the people like on the records but i would even if it's not with steven be a part of some song that's like an iconic song to some level sure. that i got one in there you know i made an mm -hmm. actual contribution that reached a lot of people versus a small niche of you know uh people i do aspire to do that and even if another artist ends up doing the song at some point it'd be cool to yeah. uh, to do that and i have the second half of my life to make that happen so yeah. i'll keep trying um here i my memory of this was this was the, the foyer of our home in carlsbad and this was okay. the house across from steven's place so i was oh nice soon to meet piercy like probably okay. the following year Right. But I would stick my amp right here because I'd get a good like reverb. It was like a concert hall, like in that nice. spot in the house. So but usually that amp would be and you're sitting yeah, on it, so it'd give you give you a little ball rub, so you'd be like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'd be sitting there mostly playing like thrash metal stuff. Uh, I'll probably I'm probably probably playing Master of Puppets, right, right there. So that was kind of cool when uh, Stranger Things came out and they brought back those songs. I'm probably the same age as what those kids would have been in the 80s yeah, yeah. well dude, the characters it's, cool. In the, in the show. it's cool to see and it, it's cool to it's cool to remember that stuff and you know here interesting question for you do you wish that social media would have been around then because then you'd have just tons of video of you you know when you were learning 
Do you wish that you had that, or are you glad you don't? Um, I, you know, there's there is probably video somewhere my mom's given me stuff that she's pulled off of vcr tapes and puts it on a drive and at some point i probably will but you know it it wasn't something i was ready to celebrate quite yet but uh i think my mom had handed me this picture like a year ago okay and i think i needed to see it because it's like a a little reminder of look you've really come a long way who cares what these other people say well, here's you know, here's and, our homework, dude, and not for not for this week, but for maybe after the summer, once once your schedule settles down. Your homework is to get some of that video of you as 15, 16, 17 years old playing guitar. My okay. homework, I'll and I and I'll take the hit too, so that if we're gonna play stuff of us sucking, we can both do it. I have video of me when I was I think 18. It was when I first, first year in Korea and um, this band, this cover band came over on a USO tour and they brought me up on stage to sing like four or five songs. <laughs> and there's this video oh. of me singing like um, Poison, Nothing But A Good Time and Pour Some Sugar On Me. And <laughs> and I'm doing the whole thing. I'm doing, you know, rocking the fuck out. Oh, you're into it. I'm way yeah. into it, so I'll I'll find that video and I'll get it converted over to um, to digital, and you get some video of you, and we'll have we'll do a show one night where we just play these embarrassing videos of us when we were when we were at least you turned into a player. I should have I should have known when I first saw these videos that I was horrible and given it up, but right. I kept trying to write songs and stuff for years, and I just sucked. <laughs> well i think anything you just got to keep doing it i mean are you going to tell me you've only written two books and that was the only time you ever pulled a pen out and and wrote anything dude truth be told the first book i ever wrote in my life was uh call me chris i wrote when i was going through the burn accident i i will tell you i never i i wasn't even a good a good writing student i was failing out of english class in in high school I was terrible at writing. I I was the worst. I just, that is just a skill that, you know, I don't know, the accident or whatever just put into my head and made me good at is writing. But, you know, as far as music, though, dude, the only song I've ever, I've written two songs complete in my entire life. One of them is called Steps, which is really lousy. I wrote it when I was 15 years old. I still remember it. We're all steps in a ladder. If we don't climb it, we just don't matter. I mean, it was fucking terrible. <laughs> I still remember the lyrics, and it was god-awful. And then um, the only other song I've ever written in my life was that Scars tune that I did um, for CMS, what, five years ago or whatever. The one where I sound like, um, like um, what's his name, the man in black, um, Johnny Cash. Have you, You've heard that, haven't mm-hmm. you? A walk right, right through the fire. You know, that one, you know, that, that, but that's it. I, I, I tried from time to time, but I suck. I just would, there's some people that are good at it. There's some people that can craft words together and it's just so cool. Then there's guys like me that write a line. And then before I even try to make something that makes sense, all I end up doing is saying, well, that line rhymed with that ended with fire. What rhymes with fire? Higher. Mm -hmm. What can I do to fill it in so it ends with higher? 
<laughs> you know, I, I'm I'm the worst. I I stink at it. I don't have that skill at all. You have mm-hmm. that skill. You definitely have that skill. There's there's lots of people that have that skill. Some have uh, you know an ever present skill like that, where mm-hmm. they just fart out like new songs every day. Right. Uh, for for me, I mean, the tap goes dry like it does for a lot of other people, where you get a creative drought or you just have a lot of other things going on in your life but sometimes that's good it's like to, to have a, a break and live some life and have some emotions sure. and have something to, to write a song about yeah. um I've, I've probably co-written more songs than i've written completely sure. on my own to be honest mm-hmm. it's yeah. a lot easier for me to provide music to a singer and maybe just help with a word here or a verse yeah. or part of a verse oh, yeah. um I had my own, um, Stephen had convinced me to lead sing in my own band, okay. which was called the anti-division and we, we opened for Piercy and that, that was one of the first times I was like writing the music and trying to write the words. And it's also like a, a, a personal thing when you're trying to be serious about it and you mm-hmm. put yourself out there and you're doing these words and you don't know if people are going to think it sucks or laugh sure. at you, you know, or mm-hmm. whatever, but you got to be strong and keep doing it. Um, right. Most of the, most of the songs I have are, are co-writes with Piercy, which you're going to be going after for me. Yeah. absolutely. <laughs> Overseas. Of course we're going to find that money, but yeah, I, I, right. let me answer this question real quick and then we'll bring on Bruce here in a minute. Yeah. We'll play a couple of spots and then Bruce is waiting in the wings patiently. Sorry, Bruce, we're yapping, but, uh, <laughs> but, um, uh, Jackal wrote, I thought Jan, who's a guy from Finland, wrote Scars. Jan wrote the music. Jan wrote all the music. I hated his lyrics that he had written, so I scrapped them completely, and I rewrote the lyrics completely. And then um, and then, it went from there to um, Tommy Crash, who plays with Ripper and um, Britney Fox and whatever. Then he got involved and kind of reworked all the music with... Um, uh, one of the guys in death and um, Matt Nardo, who's played in a bunch of bands himself. And, you know, and then it turned into what scars became, but, but yes, Kurt Tep, I guess, technically Jan wrote the music to scars. And then I rewrote it completely as I rewrote the lyrics completely. Cause his were, he's from Finland and some of his Finnish English didn't really make sense. <laughs> So, mm-hmm. so, and then, and I had no connection to it to sing it. So I, I just scrapped it and I wrote it one afternoon and that was it, you know, it was quick and easy. So, all right, but enough of that. Let's do this. I'm going to play a spot or two and then, um, we are going to bring on Bruce Sisk. Uh, Bruce has a, um, he has a very cool charity for those of you, um, that are collectors and, and we've, We've seen from various guests that we've had on the show, whether it was Tony from Knucklebones or, you know, various people that have had things that they're they're giving away. We have definitely seen that we have a lot of collectors that that listen to Chris Aiken Presents. So Bruce is going to come on, talk a little bit about his charity and all the prizes all you collector people will love. So I guess I shouldn't call them prizes as much as um auction items i guess but um he's got a bunch of really really cool stuff that you can um you can bid on and it goes to good cause so we will come back we'll talk all about that in just a couple of minutes so hang tight it is chris aiken presents 
With trucker strikes and rising inflation, food shortages are becoming a big, big problem. Don't let yourself get caught unprepared. Buy a food survival kit today from My Patriot Supply and save. Over 2,000 calories a day to keep you healthy and strong with a 25-year shelf life to ensure it's ready for you when the shit hits the fan. Go to www.bit.ly cmspnfood, order your supplies today, and invest in yourself and your family now before it's too late www.bit.ly slash cmspnfood my patriot supply ufm is underwear for men ufm underwear provides unheard of support which eliminates the need to adjust yourself throughout the day this underwear is the perfect fit for work athletics or just day-to-day activities shop underwear for men now and never be uncomfortable in your drawers again Shop online at www.bit.ly slash cmspn ufm today. Underwear for men. 